Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Well, you know, some people are wondering why we spent so much time last hour talking about the current COVID-19 situation for the NFL and for society. The reality is the the situation continues to be a problem for the NFL. Just when we feel like everything's under control, it's out of control again. News this morning while we are on the air of Patriots cornerback Stephon Gilmore, the defending NFL Defensive Player of the Year, testing positive for COVID-19. Won't practice today. The team will not practice today because the team now has three. Cam Newton, Bill Murray, practice squad defensive tackle, and Stephon Gilmore. Murray was not in contact with Cam Newton, at least not in close contact with Cam Newton. Gilmore, I don't know whether or not he was on the plane with the 20 right. who had been in close contact with Cam Newton or whether he was on the plane with everyone else. It's, it's probably better for the Patriots if he was on the plane with the 20 because, again, there's a lag between when you shed virus and when they find out you're positive. The numbers they're getting now – Wednesday morning are the result of PCR tests that were implemented Tuesday morning. So when he was tested Tuesday morning, after they got back from Kansas City, he tested positive. Not good. Which means which means he may have been shedding virus on the plane. Right. He may have been shedding virus on the field. If he went up and said hello to Patrick Mahomes after the game, he may have shed virus on him. Look, this gets back to everything we talked about an hour ago. And I've already gotten emails from people, why are you talking about this? This is why we're talking about it, folks, because it continues to threaten to force the NFL to work magic on its schedule. And if it can't do that, to either have two extra weeks at the back end of the season or miss games or, worst case scenario, shut down the season. Now, it's not going to come to that. What it needs to come to, Chris, I'm going to keep banging this drum Mike, and you need right. to join with me. I am. We, we need, you know, that big ass bass drum in the band. Right. We each get, get a, get a, what is it called? The, you know, the big club and we just hit it on each side. Put every team in a hotel. National Football League Players Association. I'm begging you, forget about collective bargaining. I know that that is the core of what you do and you never agree to anything without getting something in return. Sometimes, though, it's about doing the right thing for everyone. And if you want your players to get their game checks this year, you will tell every player you're going to a hotel and you're staying there for the rest of the season. It's a sacrifice, but you're going to sacrifice a lot of money. You're going to sacrifice some games. You're going to undermine the season. And the sooner the union agrees to it, because the league will do it. Coaches are going to be upset about it. So what? Too bad. You're getting paid a lot of money. Go live in a hotel for three months. They need to do it or the season I'm not going to say it's going to implode, but we're going to have a team that's nine and six or nine and five get to the playoffs. Yeah. And a team that's nine and seven say, what the hell's going on here? And it's not going to feel fair to anyone. It's not going to be a complete season. No. That's the way to save it, Chris. You're right. That, I mean, I'm Mike, you're 100%. I mean, you, you said it last week. 
You know, I, I had for a moment hesitated, but you're right. I mean, if we want to ensure that there's less questions about the fairness, let's say, or the competitive imbalance and all of those type of things, and then also capitalize just, hey, for the NFL to capitalize on all the money they can possibly make and do all those things, it, it is, uh, it, it's to me the only way that's going to make it right now, the way it's looking. And I mean, with Stefan Gilmore, man. Holy cow, you lose your best player on offense last week. Now it's going to be your best player on defense this week. And I, I just, I, where does this go? The Patriots play like bump and run, man to man in your face, like every play. I mean, what Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins right now must be going, man, Stefan Gilmore was like some plays on me like glue on Monday night. I mean, he, he probably could – they could probably smell the bubblegum flavor he was chewing. That's how close they were to each other at times. So that's just got to be scary, and that's to me where, like, where does this go now? Because, you know, again, like we saw last week, it, it, there's a delayed reaction in the spread of this virus, obviously, where, yeah, one guy gets it and just slowly trickles to the next guy at times. To Can you feel safe that – okay, the Chiefs tested everyone's good today that they won't get it or won't have someone else get it here in the next three days. That's where uh, the virus is scary to me right now. And that, that look, it's that trickle. It's that drip. It's that day after day after day. We're seeing it in the White House. We're seeing it now with the Patriots. And, oh, by the way, ESPN reports that, and we talked about this last hour, Mike Vrabel, coach of the Titans, waiting for his 4.30 a.m. Email, are there more positives? Oops, there's another positive in Tennessee. You know what that means? They're not going back to work today. Wow. You know what that means? You know what that means? Your boy Blue. Got another advantage. Probably not going, pro- probably not going to Tennessee this weekend. And what are they going to do? What I are they going to do? You're right. What are they going what, to what, what, what do we do now? Are, are we at the point after four weeks of the season where they have to park a week 18 Delay wild card weekend by a week, delay the divisional weekend by a week, delay the conference championship by a week, and either delay the Super Bowl by a week or just have a one week lag between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. That's where we are because there's there's nowhere else this game can go. The Titans have already had their bye. You can't put it anywhere except week 18 unless you postpone it to Monday or Tuesday. But what happened with the Patriots in postpone? I mean, we, we don't, and again, one of the keys is, was Stephon Gilmore one of the people in close contact with Cam Newton? If yes, then it just underscores the fact that they, they just shouldn't have played that game. They knew there was a risk, and it's the incubation period. We've talked about this over and over again. That is the donut hole here. That is the thing that causes the Titans' positives to keep coming and coming more than a week after they have shut down their facility. Guys are testing positive. So uh, it is time to put the players, the coaches, and all personnel in hotels for the rest of the season. Or there is not going to be a rest of the season, at least as it relates to getting all the games in, Chris. Yeah, well, because we just we just don't know. You know, we don't know. You know, we've obviously seen we can't totally trust the players as of right now. We've seen, you know, coaches be relaxed about it as well. You know, and I sit there and think about the Titans too and go – Okay, you know, is this something that's trickling through the team because of the spread through the team? Or is it also like, hey, we're not at the facility and I went to some restaurant with my wife and kids, you know, uh, the second day we didn't have practice last week and I got it there. You know, so that's where it's that's where like your point about the hotel and the bubble and everything there, too, is it's just there's so many variables in this. There there really is. And unless you basically lock yourself down. I just don't know how we avoid it going forward unless and let and like you said, it's going to be unfair unless we start to see this become a real thing. And then the NFL again goes back to what we kind of saw in that statement from Goodell and everything the other day where maybe he starts to threaten and go, you know, I don't know. You guys can't be trusted. Team X. There seems to be an outbreak every week. Somebody, you know, we, we've lost wiggle room in the in the schedule. It's just time. You get a loss. You can't play this week. You get a loss. We're moving on with the NFL season. You know, I mean, it, it, to me, it's got to be, it's going to have to be one or the other at some point. It is. I just, I don't know how you make it fair 
And uh, to me, that's still the fairest way to go instead of having imbalance in the number of games. Like, I would be so pissed off of an NFL football player if the scenario you said, uh, uh, like, you know, arose of I'm on a 9-7 and team and I don't get in the playoffs because some team that went 9-5 and and avoided the Steelers and the Bills to get in, the like two of the best teams in football. I mean that that is like the BSs of the BSs right there. That's bullcrap, and uh, that that really bothers me, as you can tell. It kind of boils my blood a little bit. I've had I've had a couple of coaches suggest a twelve game season, um, at, at, with or without a bubble. I I think the coaches really don't want to have to live in hotels no, for three they months. Don't. Think about it. Most of the coaches have pretty nice houses, right? They don't want to be away from their families. Yep. I get it. Yep. But you know what? The entire NBA went to Orlando. The NHL went to two different cities in Canada, and, and they had one giant bubble. And look, I, I said back in March half-jokingly, that's what the NFL needs to do. Get, get, get a, a huge piece of land in Area 51 and start building dormitories and fields on which games would be played. But the only way this is going to work is to keep guys in the building once you know everyone is negative. Now, you don't want to keep all the Titans in the building for now or in the hotel for now. You don't want to keep all the Patriots in the building for now or in the hotel for now. But once you know everyone's clean and you have that runway of allowing the incubation period to evaporate, then you lock everyone down in hotels. And and you know what? If they do have to just pull the plug on the season for a couple of weeks to get this reconfigured and start it up again and move things back, so be it. I understand they but don't want do? to move. But what's that do? Hang on move a it. Let so, me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Right. Can I finish? If, if you the, the problem is once you delay it beyond the end of February, you start screwing up the entire offseason schedule. When do you do free agency? When do you do the draft? When do you start preparing for the next season? How much time is there between seasons from a health and safety standpoint? You don't want because look at look at what basketball and hockey you're going to have to do do now. Hey, hey, we finished our seasons. We've awarded a championship. Now, when the hell do we start again? I don't think the NFL wants to do that. It can become a perpetual mess for all these sports. If they're going to do it the same way they're doing it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, oh, let's delay it. So we can do the same formula and then have seven more delays as we do that. And we'll play the Super Bowl in uh, July. We'll do it on July 4th. I mean, well, we, we can't predict where this is going to be as a, in our country and the virus and the world, everything down. So at some point, it's either got to come to the bubble idea, like you're saying, 32 individual bubbles, or we just say, you lose, we move on. That's it. I mean, I, I hear the delay thing. The delay thing, yes, makes sense, but... What is that? Like you said, it doesn't ensure there's not going to be more delays. And then what are we going to do? Have the Super Bowl in May and then delay the next season because of that? So at some point, we just got to crap or get off the pot here and figure something out that either works or we just keep moving the train and go along and, oh, sorry, you get a loss. That at least would make sense to me. And, and here's the thing. All right, you get a loss, right? If that's what they say to the Titans this week, you get a loss – Bills win. You're three and one. They're five and zero. Oh. They got to they got to write a huge check back to CBS, right? I don't think CBS is going to say fine. Go ahead, keep the money. I yeah. I understand that all the networks are currently in negotiations with the NFL, but there's a limit to which the the networks are going to say, oh, you're not giving us content and we're paying for it. Oh, we're fine with that. We we want to continue to give you billions of dollars, so we're fine with not having programming uh, because you guys couldn't get your crap together. We're fine with that let's assume that that money gets paid back. Here's the thing. If you, how, what do you, how do you pay the players if the game's forfeited? What do you do? Do you tell the players? You, you, hey, Bills, you didn't get to play the game this week because the Titans have an outbreak and they haven't been able to get it under control. You get a win. Congratulations. Yeah. But, you know, we got some other news for you. You're not getting a check this week yeah. because the only way we can justify paying you because we can't have fans come to the game is we need our money from CBS. Right. Hope you understand it. Yeah. Hope you understand it. Hope you save some of your money because you ain't getting paid this Make week. Make the Titans See, pay. That's why- Make the Titans pay the well, Bills payroll for the week. They well, don't have to okay. pay their own, but, pay the Bills. <laughs> but that's why, Chris, yeah. that's why the bubble is the only way out of yeah. this. That's why putting the players in a hotel and telling them you can't leave and this is it and give them another window to opt out. If they don't want to do it, fine. Yeah. You, you, get, a, you get your stipend. You, you go. Go. You don't want to be here. Go. We want, we'll, we'll, we'll find people who want to be here. 
we'll we'll seal the doors. We go from hotel to practice facility to hotel to practice facility. We go to the stadium. We go to the airport. Very restricted universe of movement. We're keeping out anyone that may be positive. That's what they got to do. Yeah. Now, you know, they could have planned it this way from the start, or they could do it on the fly, seat of their pants, make it up as they go, which introduces the possibility of some flaws and some problems. But uh, it's what they need to do. And the sooner they do it, the better. And, you know, just as it felt like the dust was settling, the dust is kicked up again, and this is going to continue. And the biggest problem here is when the hell are the Bills and Titans going to play? Yeah. When are they going to play? Yeah. Because it's probably not going to be Sunday, and Monday or Tuesday may not make a difference, and there's no bye week that you can drop this into because the Titans' bye has already disappeared. That, that's And to everyone out there, let me just make this one last point. To everyone out there who says – it's not going to kill any of these players. The survival rate for people under 70 is whatever percent you want to quote. Whatever you heard on, on, on TV that you want to quote, fine. None of that matters. What matters is the NFL has made this, the tactical decision that this is the way they're going to do things. That if you're positive, you don't come to work. And if there are enough positives, they're going to shut down a facility. They're not, they're not looking at it in terms of is it going to make somebody sick or is it going to kill them. They don't want the virus to run rampant. They don't want to try to do the Swedish herd immunity experiment with the National Football League. They've made that decision. They're not doing it. So none of your statistics about who it kills and who it doesn't kill, none of those matter. The NFL's already made the decision. This is how they're going to do things. So the recommendations we are making come from the perspective of getting the games played within the confines of the decisions the NFL's already made, Chris. So... You know, this isn't fear-mongering. This isn't about what the virus can do to anyone. This is about what the NFL needs to do to successfully play its games given the choices it's already made about how it's going to handle the virus. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I mean, yeah, we're not trying to fear-monger at all. I don't, I don't even, you know, I don't get that. We're trying to lay out with what the NFL is trying to set up where this is going and how it might go and maybe throw some ideas out there to help it along. Um you know, you mentioned the players and the coaches reluctant about the bubble and all those things. I think at the end of the day, they will do it. I do. I mean, of course, there's just too much money to be lost, even for low-level guys who are making the minimum. You know, they have made no money. So, yeah, you know, I know my, my, my wife, we've talked about this too. Hey, honey, if I was a starting quarterback and making $25 million a year, she'd be like, I'll see you. Go to the bubble. I'll see you when the season's over. You know, or she'd ask, can we go to the bubble with you? And, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe that's an option. You know, maybe some kids miss grade school or just do it online anyways because a lot of them are doing that anyways. So maybe they could set something up like that. But the other thing here after that, you know, uh, for the – like, Hang on a second. I got some news. I got some news. Okay. Uh, Stephon Gilmore was one of the players in close contact with Cam Newton, so he would have been on the plane with roughly 20 people back and forth to Kansas City, which is both good news and bad news. It's bad news, really. Well, but but the, here's where it's good news. Yeah, he wasn't on the plane with everybody else. Right, which which is a little shred of good news. But it just it demonstrates the incubation period. It demonstrates that that, that and this is the thing the NFL is never going to be able to address, no matter what it does. It's going to be a drip, drip, drip potentially of positive tests once you have that one guy who's positive, especially a guy who interacts with so many people like the starting quarterback. Yeah. And uh, uh, that, that, that is the, the very bad news here. And it's bad news for the Patriots, and it's bad news for the league because it just shows how hard it's going to be to get this season in. If your approach is we got to shut it down if someone's positive, we can't let the person in, and if we start having a chain of these positives, we're going to assume there's an outbreak and we're going to slam the door on the facility – and we're going to start postponing or canceling football games, Chris. There, those, I mean, yeah, he was on a plane with 20 guys on a separate plane. He still played in a football field with 50 other people. I mean, and he was tackling and probably drooled on people and was on top of people. And like you said. Hey, it, wait, wait, wait. Do you see the photo we have? Well, let's see it. Uh, from let's see the, it. Wait, well, yeah. well, they're trying oh, to get it. Okay. They're trying to get yeah, it ready. Great. There it is. Great. Oh, boy. Yeah. Good news. Good news, Chiefs fans. So, There's Stephon Gilmore right so, in Patrick Mahomes' face after the game. Yeah, that makes you question why was that game played. But that's also going to be like it's going to be a huge experiment here going forward just to see, okay, as it relates to like the Titans-Bills game this week. Just, 
you know, how, how does this play out? You know, do we continue to see the spread now with more and more Patriot players and Chief players because of this? I, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's a yeah, scary time here to see where this goes this week for those football teams right now and, and to see if they can possibly play or make this happen. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it, it, it really is amazing that, you know, last Tuesday, one of the things I stupidly said, hey, they've cracked the code on COVID. Three weeks and everything's fine. And as someone told me over the weekend, it's like an average golfer getting a par on the first three holes of the course. The triple bogey is always coming. The triple bogey came last week. And now, just when it looked like, you know, you're feeling confidence at par three and you've you've parted in the past and, you know, you can put the, the ball on the green with one shot and two putt, you're fine. You put it in the water. You put it in the weeds. You put it in the woods. You put it in the sand. That's where they are already. Just when it felt like everything was moving in the right direction. Oh, by the way, there's another Raiders player who's tested positive as well. So, Titans, Patriots, Raiders, all three teams now in this mess. And the NFL has got to figure it out on the fly. And, and again, the, the only solution, the best solution, put every team in a hotel and restrict their movements for the rest of the season. That's how you get the season in. And if you don't want to do that, if the union doesn't want to do it, fine. What do we got? Some teams are going to play 10 games. Some are going to play 12. Some are going to play nine. Some are going to play. It's going to be nonstop. And, and eventually what's going to happen, Chris, fans are just going to say, screw it. Why yeah, am I messing with it's this? It's going to be too hard to figure out. Every time I turn the TV out. on, I don't know where the hell a game's going to exactly. be. When's the game going to be on? Yeah. Is there a game Monday night or isn't there a game Monday night? Is my favorite team playing or isn't it? How in the hell do I keep up with fantasy football? Right? I mean, there are, a lot, there are millions of people who derive their primary enjoyment of following the NFL from playing fantasy football. The, j- last week wreaked havoc on fantasy football rosters. If they start missing games and week 18 and week 19 and canceling, whatever, it, this can't continue. And their only chance is to put everyone in a bubble. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I just um, I you know the the thing that comes to my mind here is just you know going forward, you know, will the NFL even take the chance of, oh, this all right, just like the New England scenario, you know, okay, Cam Newton's tested positive. Here's 20 people that were close to him, you know. At what point does the NFL just go, we can't even risk it anymore? I'm sorry, 20 people. You're gone for now or or whatever that is. I, I don't know. But, you know, obviously we're seeing here that there's great risk and we're going to see what happens here this week as we go on because a guy that was now positive, played in a football game, was on a separate plane because you knew he had contact with a guy that was also positive, and now where does it go? You know, this is going to be – a great test, uh, you know, uh, and uh, just to see where this is all out, how quickly it does spread, and maybe what they do going forward. But, yeah, the bubble, Mike, back to that is just that it's the only way it's going to get done here smoothly. I agree with you. Can we put that photo back up again of Patrick Mahomes and Stephon Gilmore? This is the, the test, right? The NFL has banked on the idea that in an open-air setting, you're not going to transmit the virus. That, that the droplets dissipate too quickly. I mean, that's as close as two football players can get. Yeah. My guess is they're not holding their breath during that conversation. No. And uh, this probably has uh, to be hey, canceled look, too, Mike. Like these things. Like no more doing this after the game. No more like getting. I don't know why they're. I thought they weren't supposed to do it. I Remember the whole thing? Right. No jersey swaps? Yeah. Well, why. Why don't they just do what Vic Fangio did and tell get your ass straight to the locker room? Right. That's what you. And why. why I mean, look, it, it doesn't take a genius to figure this out. If you and I can figure it out, that proves it. Get, why do you want to ha- – and, and see, the other side of it is they were just out there pressed up against each other for three hours. See, that's the problem. The more that we do to keep everyone separated and all the measures that are put in place, you must wear a mask, you must stay six feet apart, you must do this, you must do that. At some point, you're playing football. And it's harder to reconcile playing football with everything else you're doing to prevent transmission of the virus. So that's why the football players justified, hey, we've been out here for the last three hours playing football. We're fine. We get tested every day. Yes. We're fine. Right. Well, guess what? The, the morning after that photo was taken, Stephon Gilmore had a swab go up his nose that came back positive. And that means there's a chance he was shedding virus in that moment, in that photo. 
and and now if you're a Chiefs fan, if you're a fan of football, if you just if you want the best players on the field, and we all love Patrick Mahomes, yeah. we don't want to see his backup. Uh, there's a chance that at some point over the next week, ten days, two weeks, however long the incubation period, Patrick Mahomes is going to test positive. There's a chance that's going to happen yeah. now. Maybe that's what needs to happen to make the bubble thing happen. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe if we just got the best player in the sports, got to whoa, Matt, Matt Mahomes can't play. The team that won the Super Bowl, the best player in our league, the face of the league right now, he can't play. You know, that 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 would be, I think, a major like shot across the bow to everybody. The society, everything, to just be like, all right, anybody can get this and it can mess up our, you know, daily life or routine at any point. And certainly it would put the NFL and everything on notice when you lose a guy of the caliber of a, a Patrick Mahomes. And let me just say this. I, I don't know whether it's bots on Twitter or I don't know it's if a lot it's of bots. People, people are so effing stupid. Seven months into this, they don't understand it. I had one person say, oh, don't worry about Mahomes. They all tested negative yesterday. Don't you understand, folks? There's an incubation period. That's how this works. You don't test positive the morning after someone right. breathes virus into your face. It takes time for enough virus to accumulate in your body to show up on the test, and it accumulates in your nose. That's why they stick the swab up your nose. That, so it takes time. Yeah. It, it is amazing to me how deliberately misinformed so many Americans are about this virus that has killed 210,000 people and counting. How can we be so, so willfully stupid and willfully and blissfully ignorant about something this serious. It is astounding to me. And I've got my theories as to why it happened. Regardless, it's happened. And now we're seeing it play out for the National Football League. And and we're, we're at the point where we, we just have to wait and see what happens. Somebody told me over the weekend that they're not going to do the bubble, but if there's one more incident, they'll do the bubble. Well, this see, this feels this kind of feels like the incident, Chris, doesn't it? Uh, it if they're ever going to do the bubble, they need to do it now. It, it, it seems like it. You know, it does. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Gilmore, the Patriots. It's like, whoa, if the Patriots are having an issue, I can guarantee the Patriots are doing just about everything right. That's just the way they work. It, it is. I mean, if that's a rule, I just would be, you know, they, they're going to follow protocol pretty strictly. So that 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 hits home to me. And then, yes, you know, Tennessee's scary. Again, yeah, another you know, test there. Where does it go with the Raiders? We know they were careless last week, too. What does that mean? I mean, there's just so many question marks. And to your point with, like, you know, your email you got with people saying, oh, don't worry about Mahomes. He tested negative yesterday. Well, yeah, I'm sure the guy that tested positive for the Titans today tested negative for the last six days in a row. But today it's positive. So, again, yeah. that's yeah. just the way it is, yeah. to your point. It yeah. has to you take time to spread through it's, the body. It's, o it's only news when they're positive. Right. Right? Right. Stephon Gilmore wasn't tested for the first time this week on Tuesday. He was negative on Saturday, on Sunday, and on Monday. But the incubation period, he was one of the guys, as we mentioned earlier, who was in close contact with uh, Cam, Cam Newton. Newton. Right. The, the incubation period expires, and he tests positive. So that's kind of where we are, and it's not – it's not uh, not good. No, um, it's not good. Not good at all. Uh, hopefully, we have football to continue to talk about in the coming days and weeks. Hopefully, they will get this together and get this fixed. That's what we want. And that's the other thing, too. You know, um, I, it, it, and again, it may be bots. It's bots, it's trolls, and it's idiots. The idea that by merely talking about this, by making suggestions aimed at saving the season, we want the season to fail. Don't you realize the lack of logic there? If we really wanted the season to fail, we'd be arguing, ah, don't do anything. Ah, it's phony. Ah, it's not good. Nobody's going to get sick. You don't need to do anything. It's fine. You're No, we want to save the season. That's why we're sounding the alarm. We want the games to happen. We want the players to get paid. We want to have sports that we can enjoy on the weekends to give us a temporary break from all the crap that we got to deal with the other six days of the week. And we're, we're making arguments aimed at allowing it to happen. That's why we want the bubble. We want all the teams to be in a bubble so they can play the games. And, yes, that's selfish from our standpoint. I know it's a hardship for the players and the coaches, but we want the games to be played. Yeah. And presumably they want the games to be played. And we've been at a point for a while now where that's the only obvious solution. And I just wish 
that people who are actually in a position, Chris, of power and influence in the NFL, other than us, unlike us, will do something about it and make that decision. Yeah, I think we're getting there, Mike. I, I you know, I think the statement that Good Goodell, you know, you know, uh, released last week and everything there, it, it shows you their mind is there. And you know, to to what you said just a few minutes ago. This might be the the last straw or whatever whatever you want to say there to where they just go okay, you know it's getting out of hand. I'm not sure we can control this. We got to do something. We got to go to Plan B, and I would expect we start to hear more and more of that as this week goes on. Well, I thought we'd hear it over the weekend, and we didn't. And if we don't hear it over the next few days, uh, I, I, look. Here's the thing. They're going to realize that's their only option because the next move is week 18. You're not going to be able to reschedule this Bills-Titans game. This Bills-Titans game is going to get played wild card weekend, if at all. I doubt it's going to get played on Monday night or Tuesday night. And uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah. The, 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 you, 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 once you use the Titans bye for last week, you have no other flexibility. You have no other leeway. And, uh, and, and look, hey, do what you have to do to salvage the season. If you need to start pushing things back, do it, but don't just do that. Get everyone into a hotel. Mandatory. Give guys a chance to opt out, players, coaches, and everyone else. Anyone who wants to say, I'm out, I can't do this, I can't be away from my family, I don't want to be away from my family, I don't want to live in a hotel for three months, give them the chance to do it. That's fair, and that's proper. You don't want anyone in there who doesn't want to be in there. Like Mike Tomlin always says, we want volunteers. We want people who want to be yeah, here. Yeah, doesn't want hostages. People who don't. Right. Yeah, yeah, we don't want hostages. We want volunteers. And I understand that for some people, the prospect of not getting their salary operates as the golden handcuffs that will cause them to do it. But still, they're choosing to do it. They're making that choice. It's not going to be mandatory for anybody. There's not going to be any penalty under the collective bargaining agreement for leaving the team without permission. Everyone should have a chance to say, I choose not to do this. Everyone who chooses to do it should be all in for the rest of the year, and let's get the games in. And I'll admit, I'm being selfish. I want the games to be played. Chris, I assume you feel the same way. You want the games to be played. If they don't do something drastic now, we're not going to have the games played. I would be crushed. I, 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 it's part of my livelihood, yeah, like to support my family, but it's like truly part of my being. This time of the year, I want to watch football. And, and just, uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, I, I love it. So, of course, I want to see it. And that's why we're arguing about let's do things safer or do the bubble or things like that because we want to see football. You know, it would make no sense for the people that are arguing that we're, we're fear-mongering or doing anything like that. That's crazy. All right, back to normalcy after this. And uh, it's, it's kind of strange to go back to talking about football at a time where I've got grave concerns about the season. But four weeks are in the books. And we have power rankings for week five, and we're going to go over those when PFT Live continues right after. Have you gone up against any quarterback that slightly resembles Kyler Murray? Uh, no, nah, I don't feel like I have going against a quarterback that slightly resembles Kyler Murray, but uh, I feel like Kyler Murray is not uh, weird about <clears throat> That. No, I'm good. <laughs> that is an all-timer. That that's that an is all-timer. That that is the voice of Nick Saban kicking in in Quinn and Williams' brain, oh. saying, "Shut your damn mouth about Kyler Murray. Don't say anything about him one way or the other. Just shut up. Just stop it." What was he about uh, to say? I don't think he's as good as somebody that he was going to yeah, play, or you yeah, know, I don't yeah, know. No, but, no. He, yeah. he he heard he heard that it it, it just kicked in <laughs> the, the Nick Saban. <laughs> You know, the, the, that, that same hold Bill Belichick has over his players, it kicked in. and It's like the oh. force. It's like Saban it's was like on the other side of the room he's doing like, ah, this. Ah. He's doing this. No, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm um, good. <laughs> okay, uh, we, we play that because this week, Quinn and Williams gets to see Kyler Murray again. The Arizona Cardinals taking on the Jets. Let's take a look. Oh, by the way, Alabama did beat Oklahoma 45-34 to 34 in that game. Let's take a look at the power rankings. Uh, and let's start at the very top. Christopher we've got the Chiefs still at number one the Seahawks at two I've moved your boy blue up to three and the Packers up to four because the Patriots lost and I dropped them to number six let's just look at that top six yeah Chiefs Seahawks Bills Packers Ravens Patriots do you agree with that 
configuration? I I believe I do. Uh, you know, I would, uh, like, quite honestly, I'd probably still give the Ravens the lead over the Bills and the Packers. I would. You know, the fact that they just lost, you know, they lost to the Chiefs. It's a tough matchup, all that. Uh, I probably would do that. That's the one that jumps out to me, Mike. And then the other one, I think, after that, that just is a little surprising to me. I would pro I would put the Buccaneers in front of the Patriots. That's a tough one, I know, because Cam Newton didn't play, and they still are in that conversation. But you know, I, I'm I'm like really liking what I see in Tampa. They they have a chance to to really be something here as we go forward. Yeah. I, okay. L l let's say this. Yeah. Hypothetically. Right. If the Patriots and the Buccaneers were to play this weekend, and Cam, well, you know, and and everyone were available for both teams, yeah. Let's just let's if we're going to have a hypothetical, let's really make it hypothetical. Who would who would you pick to win, the Patriots or the Bucks, Ooh. if they were to play based upon where they are right now, without the virus? Yeah, right. I got you. I got you. Yeah, you know, mm, that it'd be a close one. I probably would give the edge to the Patriots, but I wouldn't feel comfortable about it. I certainly wouldn't bet. So that's a good way to put it. And yeah, maybe I would give them the edge. It's very, very close. Not that I went through that mental gymnastics when I put the Patriots ahead of the Buccaneers, but you know, I kind of agree with you. And I think the benefit that, that Bill Belichick would have in knowing Tom Brady for 20 years would be very useful in coming up with a defensive game plan. But again, this isn't who would beat whom. This isn't a prediction of who's going to be in the Super Bowl. This is just where the teams are now. This is the barometer. Yeah. This is the the snapshot after four weeks where the teams are. Um, I, I've got the Panthers at number 15. Okay. And And I think the Panthers are very happy about that. I heard from someone with the Panthers who was amazed by the fact that we have them at number 15. But – They've won two games in a row, and they they played well in the two games they lost. Yes, they did. They almost beat the Raiders. They didn't embarrass themselves against the Buccaneers. Definitely this is not. a team that deserves to be right in that you know top half of the league, just barely. Yeah, I, I got no issue with that at all. I I don't know if I would have put them you know one spot in front of the 49ers. I get it. You know the 49ers, the quarterback play, and you don't know where that is and everything there. But uh, I, to your point. You know, oh, man, you know, Panthers are done. Christian McCaffrey's hurt. They won't be. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. No, the offense is good. They got weapons everywhere. The defense, you know, that's to me the, the surprising part of the football team. You know, they give them a chance every game. They were phenomenal last week against Kyler Murray and what they did there to slow down that attack. So, uh, yeah, not a lot of household names. We don't know a lot about them. But I, I have a hard time arguing that. Like I said, the only team that I would say just that I feel wrong about there would be to, to have the 49ers uh, in front of them. There's another team in the top 16, though, that I feel like you're disrespecting right now more than any other. Do you want to guess who that is? Who? Oh, good guess. Um, all right, Colts. I don't want to guess. You I tell know. me. Uh, the, the Colts are the team I look at right now to go. The number 11. Yeah. Where, who would you put the, put the graphic back I up? I put them in front of the Let's Titans, see. the Steelers, the Saints. The Titans are undefeated. The Steelers are, are undefeated. Yeah, I know. I think I would. The Colts are – have a ch the Colts have a chance to, for me to be the, this year's San Francisco 49ers from last year. I mean, just it, – it's their defense is scary good scary like that was a dominant effort with the Chicago Bears I don't know if Chicago if they kept playing right now it'd still score a touchdown in that game I mean in that game in the competitive part of the game I mean they are it's very similar to what I saw last year the last few weeks when I've really dug in and watched Colts I've just been like oh my gosh the defense you know the, and this is where you look at like sacks right they're like they have 10 sacks on the year which is like in the middle of football yeah, that's where it tells you sacks are overrated at times. They are, you know, because the pressure on the quarterback is every play. And uh, I just think with that offense and Rivers has reined it in a little bit, I, I that, them and the Bucks right now, I just go watch out. What I'm seeing formulating in front of my eyes, I think is like a chance to be two teams to make a serious Super Bowl run. Got the... NFC East teams in the lower half, all four of them in the bottom 16. The Cowboys at 17, Eagles 22, <laughs> Washington 27, Giants 31. Blah. The Eagles technically are in first place, 
PointsBet, the official sports betting partner of NBC Sports, has the odds at Dallas minus 118, meaning you got to bet $118 to win 100. Philadelphia at plus 120, bet 100 to win 120. Um, uh, is Dallas, in your mind, still the favorite, even though they're one and three and their defense stinks? I'd give them. I, I, I'd give them the slight edge over the Eagles. Close one, though. I mean, it's. I don't know if I necessarily, you know, I don't feel good about that. But yeah, with those weapons, the offensive side of the ball, the defense, I don't think it's going to be able to get much, much better. You know, it might be a little bit better than what we've seen, which has been like absolutely horrible. Um, but, but yeah, the Eagles just, I, you know, I just, you can't trust their offense. I guess that's where I come to. I just don't know. Even against bad defenses, I'm not sure if they can capitalize to take advantage of that. Uh, I think it would be a very close game, but I think right now I'd probably pick the Cowboys to win a close one. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think the Cowboys are going to get better. That's going to be a topic that we uh, discuss in the next segment, our draft for today, turnaround candidates, whether it's players, teams, units, whatever. But uh, um, do you do you? Feel... I, I still feel like the Cowboys are going to win that division. Although, yeah. you know what? I felt like they were going to win it all last year, and what happened? They didn't. No, I know. I, I don't know what to think right now either. You know, the defense being horrible – and, you know, so much being put on just the offensive stars to carry the team. And as we've seen, you know, one mess up when you play that way, one mess up, one strip sack fumble, you know, one Ezekiel Elliott fumble, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, we lost the possession. They gained a possession. We were fine with being in a shootout and you go, I go, you go, I go. But now you go, you go. And we lost that turn, and it just that that's how you know finite the game is for the Dallas Cowboys right now. Let me just ask you this, just because I know we've kind of discussed this. I mean, do, do, do you feel? I just feel like the AFC is, you know, sh head and shoulders better than the NFC, like as far as complete football teams are concerned. Yeah. And, you know, right? Like you talk about the NFC, we go about the Packers and the Seahawks, the two best teams, and I go, eh. Yeah, quarterbacks, off offense, awesome, defense, major question marks. And I just feel like I don't feel that way as much in the AFC with some of their top teams. No, I agree with you. And you look at the AFC and, uh, what, six of the top nine teams in the power rankings are from the AFC. And there they've got go. a lot of great teams. Right. They've got a lot of teams that – and, you know, they may they may beat each other up in the AFC playoffs – uh, and and make make the eventual Super Bowl representative more susceptible to losing to the Seahawks or the Packers or the Buccaneers or whoever makes it out of the NFC. But it's easier in the NFC to identify the top teams. Yes, because because there's a gap already between Seahawks, Packers, Buccaneers, and everyone else. And the Saints are in that. Yeah, maybe right on they the can edge. pull themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. I agree with you. Even though I think the Seahawks could probably beat anyone from the NFC because of AFC, excuse me, because of Russell Wilson, the defense is a liability. And if you can contain Russell Wilson, you can blow the Seahawks away because they just can't stop you defensively. Yeah. Right, let's take a break. Yeah. When we return, our draft for today, the candidates to turn things around, whether it's a player, whether it's a team, whether it's a unit, whether it's whoever. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
All right, here we go. Draft today, turnaround candidates, whether it's a team, whether it's a player, whether it's a unit, whatever it may be. Chris, here's the question for you. The 1992 Chargers are the only team in NFL history to make the playoffs after starting the season 0-4. They shut out the Chiefs 17-0 in the wild card round, but were then shut out 31-0 in the next round by which team? Wow. That's a tough one. That is That's a, one. a tough that, one. Uh, all right. Well, we're, I'm going to have to just talk this out a little bit. Okay, just give me a second here. So 92, right? That's the Bills and their prime still. So there's a good chance it could be Buffalo. Um, but I just want to make sure here. Buffalo. We're not going to have time for the draft if you don't answer the yeah, question. But you shouldn't ask yourself. All right, so I'll go Bills. But, damn, it might nope. be Broncos nope. or Chiefs. I know it wasn't the Bills. The Chiefs? I know it wasn't the Bills. No, they beat the Chiefs. I know that I mean, it was Dolph the Dolphins, Ooh, wow. the Dolphins. The Bills beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh that year. The, the Steelers actually had home field advantage over the Bills. That was year number three for the Bills to Man, make it to the Super so Bowl. The but Bills I remember lost that. That was the AFC Championship. I didn't realize the Dolphins lost the AFC. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. I couldn't remember who yep. was, lost that AFC Championship game that year. All right. Let me begin. Candidates to turn things around. I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with Gronk. I still have faith in Gronk, even though it looks like he's running in mud mixed with butter, mixed with molasses. He had a great catch on Sunday in traffic. He, it was the kind of catch he hadn't made earlier in the season when there's other bodies and arms around. I just think he's getting his legs back. And I don't know how fast he's going to be, but just the whole thing about being comfortable on a football field again after you close that book on your life, I feel like it's coming back for him. And they need him. O.J. Howard's out for the year with a ruptured Achilles tendon, so give me Gronk. Yeah, I, I hear that. I mean, he, he did, like, look better moving last week, certainly. And, and you're right. I don't know. You know, the, I can speak to experience. When you've been out of the league or you just haven't been able to play, it's weird once you get back in there. You're like, you're, it's, it's like, whoa, I, I, you feel like you've never done it before. It's not like just riding a bike and being like, oh, wow, this is easy once again. No, there, there is a little bit of a grace period and getting the body used to it and everything like that. All right, I'll go with Deshaun Watson as my first pick. You know, not that it's, you know, I'm really, why do I think he'll turn it around? Because he's Deshaun Watson. I think he's talented. I know that, you know, it's not looking like they're going to make the playoffs and things like that, but I'm still going to bet on the person that he's going to start playing better football. And it hasn't been great football from him. It's been a little bit all over the place. They need to help him. There's no doubt about that. But I think with him and then, you know, the receiving core obviously not being up to what I thought it could possibly be. It's still better than what it's showing at this point. And as you've mentioned many times, I mean, it was murderer's row how they started the year schedule wise. And from that standpoint, I think it would be easier, too, because you're not going to have to play some of those teams again. Curious to see what the lift is going to be from the interim coach, Romeo Cornell. I had the Texans defense on my list. I'm not going to make them one of my picks, but I think that defense is going to step up now that their guy has taken over the team, and and that may give them a little a little kick in the butt. They've got the Jaguars this week, and 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 I think they can turn things around. Uh, they can't get much worse than they've been. No. Next one for me is Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders has been a disappointment so far for the Saints, but once Michael Thomas comes back, and defenses are obsessed with covering Michael Thomas and trying to neutralize Michael Thomas, that's when things are going to open up for Emmanuel Sanders. Without Thomas there, it's not like Sanders gets neglected the way he would if you're obsessed with Thomas and Kamara, right? Right. Uh, it's going to get easier for Sanders when Thomas is back. And, and Sanders had that touchdown catch in the Week 3 Sunday night game against the Packers. He said that was the moment that it started to click, and I think it's going to click even more when Thomas is back. Thomas will get his numbers, but I think Sanders is going to be an even bigger contributor once Thomas is back and things are easier for him. Yeah, hopefully that kind of got things started for them uh, last week and what they did. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders certainly looked good, and Drew Brees seems to be more and more comfortable with him. And, yeah, they made a few plays in the past game. And, I, you know, uh, you know I, I think it's – it's much needed. They need that other guy just to take some pressure off, like what you're saying. When Michael Thomas does come back, you know, and defenses know, man, it's Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, you know, to have a guy like Emmanuel Sanders still be a mismatch issue for, for you know, other defenders, uh, that'll be big. All right. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to cheat here, but, like, I don't care. It's still – I want to go the 49ers football team, turnaround candidates. I mean, they're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm they're ravaged by injury. I still look at the team to go, yeah, even the guys that 
You know, I know there's some that are lost for the year and aren't coming back, but the ones that are IR and that are coming back, and, you know, some came back last week, they're getting healthy. I just still look at the 49ers as being one of those teams with Shanahan's coaching and the talent they have there, and I know it's no Nick Bosa, that'll hurt, but I still think there's enough there that they can make a serious run here in the NFC. Now, they, they might dig themselves into a hole where they can't win the NFC West or maybe be that one seed that gets the, the bye, but they're a team I look at to just go, they just got to get in the tournament. And if they get in the tournament and are somewhat healthy, I still say watch out for the, the 49ers football team. You know, I thought about going with Kirk Cousins for my last one, uh, and, and, and there's an argument to be made that he will turn it around because Dalvin Cook is running well, and the natural progression is the passing game will be easier to run, and Justin Jefferson has emerged quickly after a couple of weeks where the entire team looked like crap. But I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Le'Veon Bell. Whoa. Not as a member of the Jets. I think he's going to get traded, and I think he's going to get traded to a team that's going to use him, that has the offense in place to benefit from him, and he's going to turn it around as a as a member of some franchise other than his current franchise, the New York Jets. And it's obvious they don't need him. It's obvious it's time to move on. Once he's healthy, I think he gets traded, and maybe he does something good this year, Chris. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, you know, I had some trade con- candidates on on my thing as well, just to sit there and go, all right. Like I thought about the same thing with AJ Green. I, I won't go there. Uh, but I like that Le'Veon Bell one, and I would expect that he does get traded and they, they kind of rip the Band-Aid off of that one. Um, I, all right. I'm going to go with the Seahawks defense here. I, the, yeah, the unit itself. I mean, it, first off, like you said, like you were talking about the Texans defense, it can't get any worse. But I'm going to bet on Pete Carroll and Ken Dorton Jr. and some of the guys they got on that football team that they write the ship. You know, first off, they got one of the best run defenses in football. So it, it, it's top three. Now, pass defense, it is horrible. Um, but I got to think, and I am just going to play the percentages of the guys they got up there. Jamal Adams, he's let up a lot of big plays in the past game because he's still learning things and everything like that. That they'll write that to a degree to where if they could just get in the top 20 in pass defense, that'll be a big, big deal and a huge change for their football team. See, and I thought about the Cowboys' defense for that similar reason, especially as they're changing systems. Maybe maybe Mike Nolan yeah. decides to introduce concepts right. that are better suited to the guys he has, and they can't get any worse either. It's amazing. No. Uh, look, all this great offense, the flip side, there's plenty of crappy defense out there. But hopefully the games will continue. We'll be tracking this COVID-19 situation all day long at ProFootballTalk.com. See you tomorrow. Have a great day. See ya. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.